ho, 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 ho. Two wizards. Thanksgiving, just following Thanksgiving, like busted out the uh, two big Rubbermaid boxes of Christmas decorations and started tidying up um, Casa del Wizard. Nice. And yeah, nice. It, it is. It, it is like, you know, talking about like ritual and uh, all that stuff like there is like it was because I can remember when I was a kid, like it was a big it was a big damn deal to like, all right, yay, dad's getting the christmas ornaments out the christmas decorations out yay <laughs> and then you play like the old timey uh songs and run around it's like oh let's put this over here no we did that last year that's where it go you know and then you like fight with your brother and sister and, and it's fine like that's part that's part of the season that's the magic of the season is like doing all that stuff <laughs> yeah absolutely man <laughs> was was is there ever so like in my mind's eye some of the like kind of quintessential um holiday decoration things and i don't even know the story of how we got these um but we had like two um maybe like they're maybe like one foot tall 12 inches so like decently sized uh nutcrackers and like it was always like oh, ah, really? cool, it's the nutcrackers ah and like um <laughs> so yeah like that's something that's always that always kind of sticks with me from like ah that, that's like my quintessential christmas holiday decoration thing did you ever have anything like that was there any kind of big big thing for you um so it's, it's kind of weird like my granddad's a big he, he's a big avid hunter and he has a couple mounts and he has one white tail and it's like the full neck oh wow and he always puts a red he always puts a red um christmas ball on it every year for christmas <laughs> that's it was like his favorite joke ah give rudolph his nose and stick it up there <laughs> no that's awesome that's so cool and then um he has um and I know, I know it's silly because it's nothing at all, but they're in there in my grandparents' mm-hmm. house. There's like a wet bar mm. and above the wet bar is like a set of, um, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them? Bull horns, I guess. Oh yeah. 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 You know, mm-hmm. you know, and just like an old, just a, like a regular set of those, but he hangs uh, the Santa hat on there. And then That's like cool. on Christmas day, like he always puts it on and you know, he'd hand up the gifts and stuff mm-hmm. and. So yeah, those are always like, and I know those are, they're not even like real decorations, I guess, but that's like my big one mm-hmm. is just like the Santa hat on the bullhorn and then the <laughs> red Christmas ball one for Rudolph's nah, that's just, Yeah, that's just it. Cause it is, it's like that whole, yeah, like I was saying, like the ritual and it's like, here's, this is, this is how we know that we're, that we've entered into this, uh, this season and all that. And yeah, man, you want to talk about some old yeah. magic. That's, that's <laughs> no some kidding, old magic. Man. And hey, well, hello everyone. And it's nice to, it's nice to see you there. Sorry, we were so caught up in our conversation we didn't even notice you walk in but uh hello and welcome welcome to our wizard's tower yes welcome to the wizard's tower on this the first episode of december mm. the most wonderful time of the year according to several sources yeah I guess. a couple songs all that good stuff mm-hmm. indeed and and uh yeah, yeah i would be remiss if i didn't uh introduce myself to any any new listeners here but i'm josh and i am a wizard hello josh my name is mark and i am also a wizard here we are, Two Wizards Podcast, you know, coming off that wonderful Thanksgiving holiday weekend. And then, and then, yeah, just like rolling right into an, another, another classic, another classic, really. And, yeah. and I also remember from earlier episodes, you know, when we kind of started this late summer, early autumn, um, 
even then, yeah, like I, I listened to some of those earlier episodes and us both like chomping at the bit to uh, get into the winter months. <laughs> and it's like, man, enough of this summer, enough of this, you know, dumb stuff. Let's like bring on the cold season. And I think, I think safe to say, yeah, we're pretty, pretty safely within the barrier, within the boundary of uh, what would delineate the cold season. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah, indeed. And I, I guess to, to, you know, sort of mark that occasion as well, um, uh, longtime listeners know that we often um, share what, what we have kind of brewing and concocting in our Wizards Goblets. But uh, another extra special way to mark this season is, um, yeah, I, I just kind of had this thought come, come to me one day, and I'm not saying it's original. I'm not saying I'm the first person that came up with this. Um, but I but I shared shared this idea with Mark and and he was immediately horned up for some um, holiday mayhem, and so uh, for the month of December, I am always up for a challenge. Yeah, always up for a challenge. Let it be. Yeah, this this is true. And so and so uh, a, a different challenge of of sorts is uh, for the episodes that we're releasing in this month of December. We are doing the twelve drinks of Christmas, and we're gonna. <laughs> Kind of like with a Halloween challenge, really going out there and trying new uh, spooky, ooky spooky media forms. Uh, we're also going to go out here and just have different, different kind of festive, uh, holiday, cheerful drinks. And so uh, we'll do three drinks each episode times four episodes. And for all of you math nerds out there, you know by now that that equals twelve. And uh so yeah, let's let's go ahead and, and start this off here. What if we um what if we kind of go back and forth because we have even like different types of drinks here and, and I don't even know yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know what all you have prepared. So let's just kind of trade off uh the, the first three of our twelve drinks of Christmas. Uh so so Mark, what's your first what's your first one that we'll get and and and, and maybe it'll be a different order than the one we actually drink them in. Whatever. We're still figuring this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, what you got with you? Okay, so I have um, one cocktail, I guess, one shot and one beer. I have a bottle of generic peppermint schnapps because what's more Christmassy than good old peppermint? Mm-hmm. Um, I then have an isolation ale by Odell Brewing Works, and I got this and it made me think of you guys because we would always drink that about this time of year. Mm-hmm. Yep, Get together was... at your place and you guys would have the pellet stove going, and I just kind of got horned up for nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, I have a uh, glass of organic eggnog with some Kraken in it. And I'm not getting organic because I'm some nerd. I got organic because I absolutely fucking hate eggnog. And I (laughs) figured I had to buy the most expensive one. (laughs) Like, that's the only way I can make it tolerable. But, 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 you you guys might remember, if you listen to them, with the Halloween challenge, I didn't really have good days, ever. I, I got a couple good nights, or good watches in, but... By and large, there was always a, you know, pretty marked crap fest. Hashtag don't let the river bees get you. So, no, I am all gung-ho for this. And maybe this eggnog with Kraken in it, this organic, weird mm-hmm. promise of life eggnog or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I forgot the brand. <laughs> it was like $6 for this fucking bottle of eggnog. So oh, wow, I'm horned yeah. up for it. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've got I've got this eggnog with some Kraken dark rum in it and I'm looking right at it. I think I'm probably just going to drink this first. Oh, and, and, and I sprinkled cinnamon on top and I wanted to ask you, I want to get old man as hell about this. What do you put on your eggnog and in it? And maybe we can save that for after you tell me what's in your wizard's goblet. Yeah, no, that's a, that is a fair question. Well, okay. So I'll, so I'll kind of go roughly in the same order here. And, and, and yes, we, um, we also compared notes. Um, 
beforehand. So if anybody's thinking, man, it's really coincidental that Mark has peppermint schnapps, eggnog, and a festive beer, and Josh also has peppermint schnapps, eggnog, and a festive beer. Wow, what a cool! What are the odds? No, like we planned that before. Uh, we we made our list and checked it twice. Uh, but yes, so I also have um, have a little. Uh, uh, I guess probably two fingers of peppermint schnapps with me here in a little tumbler. Uh, and uh, this was uh, actually, I have to credit the Mrs. Wizard for going out and doing all the shopping. So she got me the uh, Rumple. You you recognize the brand. Rumple Mints, yeah. Yeah, Rumpel yeah, Mints, yeah. Whew, that... I'm all horned up for that. Oh, that takes me back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those, those were the days. <laughs> Uh, yes. I think. I don't remember. Right. I don't, I don't fully remember. Uh, and then my eggnog, let me sure I get this right here. Um, yeah, likewise. I, I know like like the day after Thanksgiving, like there was a run on the uh, grocery stores uh, in the supermarkets for eggnog because we also um, didn't have a good time. It, it was a difficult time finding any. So, but this is actually like a, a, a family, family dairy. Um, and this is the Hartzler family dairy eggnog. And oh, um, cool. yeah, it, uh, made with our whole milk, our eggnog is a delicious treat for the holidays. Our eggnog makes a great hostess gift for Christmas and other holiday parties. Um, so there you go. Uh, and it's also really funny to hear you say that, Mark, because I, I also generally do not like eggnog at all. But for the spirit, you know, for the sake of the 12 drinks of Christmas, I'll, I'll uh, get through this. Uh, except see, I, that's so funny because I thought that you, I, I thought you liked eggnog. And when you said that, I was like, "Well, hell, I don't have a you know better one." Yeah, let's do eggnog. It's well, it's I thought you liked. Let's let's do her. This is a this is a real like, gift of the magi to yeah, each other was, on this fucking challenge. I was just gonna say this is a real gift of the magi type situation. Which again, that's yeah. Speaking of the seasons, that's also a, a nice O Henry Christmassy short story. Uh, however, instead of uh, it, and, and I would have, I would have um, gotten a nice dark spiced rum like the Kraken that cheated, but we actually doubled down on the. Uh, uh, cinnamon whiskey, cinnamon schnapps thing. So that's what okay. I used for mine. And and yeah, I think yeah, I think that'll be a pretty good one too. Uh, good deal. And uh, and and then I'll, we'll cycle back to the whole like eggnog preparation thing. And then finally, my beer is um, this is from Platform Beer Company here in Ohio, and this is their South Pole Elf Christmas Ale with natural flavors. Um. And it says it has notes of cookies, spice, and all things nice, which is just adorable. Oh, uh, and it's 8%. adorable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So. Yeah. So uh, Platform Beer Company out of Cleveland, Ohio. Looking forward to them. Yeah. I think as we were kind of talking about this before, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's much more a Midwest thing. Maybe it hasn't quite made its way into the Rocky Mountains here. But yeah, like um, uh, Christmas ale, like each mm-hmm. brewery having their own Christmas ale, like people get people get horned up for like the different Christmas sales and it's, and it is, it's kind of like another, like, Oh, it's now, now we're in the holiday season. Cause we can get um, this Christmas sale or that one. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I know that I'll be inundated with choices of like different um, Christmas sales that I can choose from, but I don't know, maybe it'll be slightly slimmer pickings out uh, kind of your way. Yeah. I don't know. We do. All right. Ish. I yeah. guess. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, but yes, yeah, so, uh, also just to, just to, um, talk about that, that 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 other story yeah that was a very memorable christmas probably what six seven years ago now um where yeah uh the mrs wizard and i hosted you and and our uh, other good buddy shane 
and and yeah, there was much merry merriment and merrymaking. Um, it I, I'll never forget this, and it, and this will truly be one of these like magical uh, memories of uh, it actually snowing outside, and all of us were like literally singing Christmas carols and drinking isolation and accumulation. That's the other one that the missus was yeah. really likes. Yeah. And yeah, it was just like man, I'll I'll never ever forget that because it was just it was just so 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 perfect. It was a perfect winter december night so yeah it really was but yeah and so uh also to go back to the eggnog question um i'm i'm just kind of having mine rather i guess kind of straight up um i totally forgot in my haste i forgot to do any uh uh cinnamon or nutmeg or anything like that so i just i just have a couple ice cubes and um that cinnamon schnapps and then a bunch of eggnog okay so you put ice in yours yes okay i i i am um what do you call that uh, straight, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, ice or is straight. Yeah. Or on the rocks. Neat. Neat. No, because on the rocks is ice, right? Yeah. On the rocks is yeah. ice. Neat is like with a little bit of water. Yeah. Okay. So then I guess I'm neat if you say that Kraken's the water. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> How well, do you want to do this? You want to drink them together at the same time or like. Yeah. Let's. Um, what do you want to start with? You want to. Well, I guess we could. We can either start um, and get the one that. We totally gifted the magi and we can just get that one out, out of the way. Um, and yeah. then we can follow up with, with some of the other stuff. So yeah, let's just, let's just dive into this uh, eggnog, eggnog. Yeah. Stuff. All right. Here we go. All right. Cheers, so, buddy. Cheers. Mm, thick, gross. Yeah. It just, so this one, to be fair, the Hartzler family dairy, um, this is probably the best eggnog I've ever had. And it's not you, it's me. There's just... I just um yeah well and and that sort of weird uh, I like I can't even describe it like that weird kind of like funky yeah yeah I don't it, know kind of tacky now right like yeah kind of tacky well also I I I may be a little extra um kind of sensitive to this because one year I think when we were in high school um my brother wanted to make like legit homemade eggnog from scratch like oh, wow. like cook up eggs and do it and totally made like scrambled eggnog um <laughs> and uh so yeah maybe i'm still kind of um <laughs> still kind of hung up on that but uh but no i can for 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 the holidays for the 12 drinks of christmas i can i can get through this just fine it's yeah it's really not that bad it's and i th- i think i'm with you like this might be the best eggnog i've ever had mm-hmm. yeah so it's I don't even know what the hell eggnog is, honestly. Yeah, it's no, it, it is. It's just like um, yeah, like whole milk and eggs and like oh. like you pretty yeah, like you pretty much make a custard, but don't yeah. but don't cook it to the point that it actually like curdles up. Okay. But yeah, cool. so it's Whoa. like yeah, it, it it's a weird and you can tell like man, people in like the Victorian era, they they must have been really hard up for <laughs> like any kind of beverage anything <laughs> yeah anything is like okay what can we throw together and just barely like simmer or, or not simmer because then yeah we have scrambled eggs um yeah <laughs> but yeah it's it's we'll we'll, we'll make it through we'll we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get her okay so um yeah i think i think we also talked about um that maybe there's a specific kind of approach that we wanted to take uh with our first december episode so so, so mark why don't you kind of help everybody else um Kind of, kind of, yeah. Navigate what we're going to be doing here with our first episode. 
Well, so Josh, we started with tradition, and now we're moving on to the new tradition. Well, we were augmenting the tradition of our wizard's chalice with, you know, um, the 12 days of Christmas, mm-hmm. or the 12 drinks of Christmas. And um, another tradition that I am a big fan of is the horror stories around Christmas time. <laughs> so I want to tell scary stories and get drunk with you. Wee. No, it is. I, some of um, them are true. Some of them are not. Josh and I didn't compare notes. We might mash over each other. Yeah, we may. We may end up having a couple. And um, and actually, yeah. As I was kind of doing a little uh, prep work, I I was kind of surprised to know that um, up until fairly recently, you know, kind of relatively speaking, um, no, like like the, the the sort of Christmas holiday season was essentially like a Halloween uh, point. Point or wait, wait, what am I trying to say? Like a Halloween 2.0 or a sequel to Halloween. Like, like the the thing to do was like gather around the fire and like tell ghost stories, and yeah, um, yeah. and and like that's that's one of the reasons why a Christmas Carol got so popular because it because it's a ghost story. Um, yeah, and 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 that element's kind of um, uh, gone away. But no, that was that was something I learned. So good for me. <laughs> good for you. No. Oh, yeah, and even you. um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, give ye good for you, <laughs> big man learning about ghost stories. <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say, um, it's even in that it's the most wonderful time of the year. It says, um, what is it? Oh, yeah, for roasting and um, yeah, the- scary ghost stories of long, long ago. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, and of um, course now I can't think of the lyric, but yeah, there'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows, for marshmallows roasting, for toasting, toasting and, and yeah. caroling out. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories. Yeah, of- yeah no, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so and 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 maybe I'm misreading it, but hell, uh, a visit from Saint Nick is kind of a scary story too. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude sees a UFO, mm-hmm. has and has it like encounter scenario with a weird thing like yeah <laughs> yeah and nobody believes him mm-hmm. and he's so traumatized by it like you know he he now can only rhyme that's that's ooh, poor fella <laughs> oh, God, that's so good <laughs> oh that's brilliant that's brilliant okay so yeah so i i think we have we i think we have not only like a couple of little like cultural things to talk about but we we will hopefully maybe even be beginning to read some of these um later yeah. on so yeah we'll have some real things and some scary things and it's up to you dear listener to decide what's what Ooh, Ooh. Ho, 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 ho. so All yeah right. josh you wanna why don't you take it away yeah start this I'll, let I'll... us start this tale of terror off in this yuletide tale of terror off yeah mm-hmm. we'll work. no perfect well yes. and, and i think lo- like that um one of the thing, well, one of the the sort of like undercurrents of Christmas that I, I think we've kind of gotten away from, but now is maybe starting to like get more attention recently, is um, yeah, like the the sort of like pagan origins of Christmas, like all these things that would happen in like these dark forests in like northern Europe, and these like kind of mm-hmm. weird um, uh, supernatural creatures or entities like. I think I think that also kind of got wrapped in wrapped up in a lot of the Christmas stuff, and then kind of went away. But now it's starting to come back a little bit. So maybe that's one of the other reasons why there was a bunch of ghost stories during this time. Uh, but one one that um, I kind of came across and want to talk about a little bit is this uh, character uh, named Hans Trop. 
and uh he was he was kind of um this is from universal paintings but they're apparently talking about scary christmas stuff anyway so hans trapp uh originated in the alsace lorraine region uh located between modern day france and germany and uh, the myth says that hans trapp was a rich man greedy and corrupt to the extent that the catholic church rejected him and banished him to the forests where he sold his evil spirit to the devil then he disguised himself as a scarecrow stuffed with straw and began his journey of catching and devouring children oh my god <laughs> so yeah like so many of the uh kind of so, like, like so much of the lore from yeah the sort of black forest uh dark Stay german and french words forest. yeah it's just like oh here's a weird guy who eats children um <laughs> and uh however he uh he wasn't able to do that for long because one day uh hans was about to devour a little boy except god entered enter god stage left and uh killed him with a thunderbolt but this was not this was not his end this is not the end of hans as hans continued wandering around the earth in a scarecrow costume and uh uh he he kind of like struck up a friendship i guess with saint nicholas uh with good old saint nick and uh whenever uh santa would give presents to the good boys and girls hans would um scare the shit out of the bad boys and girls <laughs> so uh so yeah hans hans trop um seems seems like uh seems like this other sort of character that's like the sort of like yin to santa claus's yang like santa claus yeah. is all that's like good and awesome and nice and then he also seems to get some sort of like hanger on that uh deals with the naughty kids and you know i think it's kind of funny he you know he was just he's like a deterrent and his biggest thing is he's going to scare kids and josh you might remember who won the presidency the mothman he's going to make us all afraid again you know that is true that is true yeah. so yeah, yeah no it, yeah. it just totally um it, it totally does like um uh maybe i like it though. i like that there's a weird fear deterrent for it though because like now you can't tell a kid that like oh santa's not going to bring you presents because the kid knows that santa's not real and even right. if he doesn't know that he's not really so like santa's gonna bring me my playstation he did last year like like what santa's not gonna bring me a ps5 you know yeah <laughs> but yeah. like the idea of you know like this dude or like with um black pete or mm -hmm. krampus or something like they're literally like kind of demonic characters that steal kids or like beat kids or you mm -hmm. know like yeah no it, 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 so yeah it's like literally be good or these th these forces of nature are going to come out of the black forest and take you like right yeah yeah exactly but your sister who was good is going to get you know an orange in her shoe mm -hmm. and yeah. you're going to be taken to the black woods yeah and like whipped with a like birch cane or whatever no yeah by a exactly. fucking scarecrow <laughs> yeah by a scarecrow goddamn God. scarecrow <laughs> yeah so perfect. Like scarecrows are bad enough. I don't. Ugh, I don't. Yeah. I don't dislike them, but I'm not into them. I don't. Yeah. Know. I wouldn't. I can definitely see the potential for badness. No, totally, totally, totally. So, so yeah, that's 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 who's starting us off here. It's Hans Trapp. So yeah, you kind of touched on uh, Santa Claus being a good dude and like the bringer of peace. And also, I'd like to point out to the listeners that I am mildly allergic to egg protein, so I'm getting a little thick in the throat. I apologize. Uh oh. Like, it's not gonna kill me, but this is gonna be a little. Like, I can't eat like like straight eggs; they just make me super sick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just like, if if so, if you hear me like jump up or something, it's that's what's up. 
Um, maybe all right, should... so. Okay, yeah, go for it. No, 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 go ahead. What's up? What's up? No, I was just going to say, like, well, shit, maybe we should have kept the eggnog for the end so that. Nah, nah, it's cool. Okay. Be, I, I got I got beer to wash this down with. Yeah, yeah true. True, true, true. We yeah. can chase it. Okay, with... anyway. Yeah. Chase it with whatever. Chase it on a <laughs> surfboard I don't care down a whiskey wave of mayhem. I <laughs> oh, shit. Speaking of whiskey wave of I don't care, did you happen to watch the um, uh, Macy's parade? We tried to because we cut cable. We were trying to do the whole yeah. YouTube thing. And it was weird. Like like the like sort of stupid commentary we could get. Mm-hmm. But, but then whenever like a little dance or a float would come by, they would cut, they would cut to like generic like royalty free music. Weird Christmas music, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we I, we, we yeah, tried to. Yeah, I was to. watching that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say yeah, we tried to and then after tolerating that for like 15 minutes we're like, okay, I guess we won't do that tradition this year. So. Yeah. Well, I, I my my question was, did you happen to see Mario Lopez's number 1? Who the hell cares about Mario Lopez? Number 2, his weird family and his wife who was like her boobs are going to pop out of her yeah. like weird yeah. sack shirt. And then did you see her, their fucking kid? Yeah, <laughs> losing wanted his no mind. Part to be in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah With so the good. gigantic head. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it's just... Uh. Um, no, but but there does, like... Oh, man. Not to, like, side, side rail us too much. But, nah, um, we're good. Yeah, that, that does... Isn't that sort of a weird thing where it's like a forced... Like, like this forced thing, like, oh, it's a celebrity, so let's check in with this person and their family and and in a lot of ways it seems yeah like a um like some sort of transgression where it's like i don't care about i don't want to see you and, yeah i don't want to see you you and your family because that that's up to you don't like parade your kids out and be like oh no we're we're a happy family it's like no just just get out of here mario lopez yeah god's sake <laughs> no one cares about saved by the bell why are yeah. you in it again yeah, why are they? Right, oh I'm, man! And anyway, that's a whole. I'm other, done. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. That's a whole other time. Scary, but, scary Christmas stories. Not scary network reboots because we're all, all out of original ideas. Yeah. Adult Swim, call me. I've got so many ideas. Please, um, please, Adult Swim. And there's so some of them are real original. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're talking about back back at the plot. You're talking about uh, Hans Tropp, mm-hmm. and he's like sort of a weird counterfoil to Santa, who's a good guy, right? Yeah. You know, Santa comes to your house and brings you presents, and oh, Santa, cookies and milk. Well, so I'm going to take you to a day on uh, December 24th, 2008, in uh, Los Angeles, California. Santa Claus showed up at uh, 1129 East Knollcrest Drive, but it wasn't really Santa. It was a 45-year-old guy named Bruce Jeffrey Pardo, and he uh, killed 10 people and then blew up a house with a homemade flamethrower. What? Dressed as Santa Claus. (laughs) Why haven't I heard about this? (laughs) I feel like we should know about this. So this is just... I, I looked up scary Christmas stories and I was like, well, this isn't fun. And then I looked up Christmas crime and then I found this dude. Ooh, so that's a, this yeah. is just, I'm taking this from the Wikipedia page. There's a couple news sources on it, but it just easiest to do it this way. So, um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right. Buckle up, buddy. Sorry. I'm getting really bad. All right, here we go. So at approximately 1130, Bruce Jeffrey Pardo dressed as a Santa Claus, uh, knocked on the front door of his former in-laws house occupied by about 25 people with gift wrapping or with a bunch of packages on a uh, handcart. He had a uh, four nine millimeter semi-automatic handguns on him as well as a homemade flamethrower. Oh so God. the first thing that happened is the door comes open and his eight year old niece runs up to him. He shoots her in the face. Oh my God. That's awful. And then he just starts shooting into the party. 
That's off. And That's so he unload. Yeah, no, it's terrible. So he um, empties the two guns he has and then opens up the other packages. And it's weird. This is such a weird movie. He opens up the presents and inside the presents are more guns and that homemade flamethrower. So he then takes the homemade flamethrower to spray racing fuel all across the house and then lights it up. That, oh my God. I feel right. So here's the silver lining. Like, and I know that I, I know that I just went right, right for the neck with the uh, eight year old getting shot in the face. She was fine. She, she was fine. She wasn't fine. She got shot in the face, but she's fine. Okay, that that is good. That is good. Yeah, that she, that and she then um, made it. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. A sixteen-year-old girl was shot and wounded in the back, but she's fine. And then a twenty-year-old woman jumped out of a second-floor window and broke her leg. Uh, Pardo then shot himself in the head inside the house as the fire was going. The resulting fire went. Uh, it soared up to approximately forty to fifty feet, and it took eighty firefighters an hour and a half to put it out. Due to the intensity of the fire, identification of the victims was done with dental records. Ugh. That's. Oh man. That's. <laughs> I yeah like I ugh. it was it's no, insane. I, so I um one of my favorite holiday movies um is uh, uh Scrooged the sort of like modern yes. take on and yeah that seems like something that Bill Murray's character would like put on TV. It's like here's a here's a holiday movie for you. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, that Yeah, like I I know that I'm starting off real brutal here but well I, we, we, yeah, we you know let's let's get it. <laughs> Well, we're also starting off with drinking eggnog, so that only seems about. Yeah. No, if I if <laughs> we're not happy, right. nobody can be happy. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, he was just uh, getting revenge on his ex-wife. Oh my god, yeah, that's that's that's, uh, that's not good. That's not good no, at all. But no. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, fuck you, buddy. Uh, yeah, Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. Yeah, dead ugly bastard. He yeah. looks like a fucking ogre too. Yeah, he's go, looking like a real Hans Trop. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, like he's 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 hanging out with Hans Trop right now. So yeah, get out of here. Um, yeah, yeah, jeez, oof. How's your eggnog, buddy? It's uh, it's yeah, it's it's there. Um, I'm starting to. Yeah. Well, and th- this is it. Well, I was I was trying to remember this too, like because I added ice to mine, but like, isn't eggnog also something you can drink warm? Do people oh, do God, that? I hope not. I, I hope not. I, as I was like, because drinking it cold is pretty rough. Like. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll be another experiment that we wizards will have to conduct, or or maybe I'll fall on that grenade and try microwaving some eggnog and see if that makes it any better. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Oh boy. Maybe not, because it'll probably curdle. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, yeah. Enough it's really good on the top until like as you're kind of drinking it back like the chunk slides up no, and hits you in the lip no I was it, it's like well and and I'm like you know I'm maybe like 40% left in my glass and yeah it's starting to like be a uphill grind from now on it's like okay here we go um, yeah I think I'm at like 10 but I've been kind of I've been trying to yeah I've been trying doing doing our work here um, okay well, well let's maybe move on to a, a slightly Slightly, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? More upbeat. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. There goes slightly more. Up- not murder. Beat, not murder. Uh, and let's talk about yet another scary black forest uh, companion of Santa Claus. Um, and she, she is Frau Percha. Yeah, she is Frau Percha. Oh, okay. So 
Frau Percha, also known as the Christmas Witch, is um, yeah again like a, like another one of these sort of like uh, stereotypical companions of Santa Claus, like Krampus, like a Hans Trapp, and uh, she comes uh, from from the Austrian and Bavarian tradition, so more kind of like the southern southern kind of part of Germany. There, actually, funnily enough, there was a there's a Germanic goddess uh, named Bercha that uh, maybe she has some kind of some some sort of a relationship or analog with. Uh, but either way, Frau Percha is generally depicted as a crone dressed in uh, dressed in rags and with a beaked iron nose. Um, some sometimes she carries a cane. But almost always, she carries a long, sharp knife. What she does with this is she'll she'll so so instead of just uh, punishing the bad children, she'll also reward the good children. And apparently, it goes uh, if you're a if you're a good little boy or girl, she gives you a silver coin. Uh, but if you're a bad boy or girl, um, or like if you don't do your chores or if you don't finish uh, uh, your dinner. Um, what she'll do is she'll take her, her knife and she'll cut open your abdomen, um, take, <laughs> take, take out your intestines, and then stuff you back up with uh, like straw and trash and rocks. So you're a scarecrow. So, so, she, so she turns you into a scarecrow instead of Hans Trapp, who's just dressed. So yeah. So God. So, so, so yeah, like, uh, yeah, if... if <laughs> If, if you don't like tidy up your house or um, do any of those other things, yeah, she like cuts you open and then puts trash inside you. And that's... Oh my God. <laughs> and that's what she does. So, uh, so yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's this whole like, <laughs> were little German kids like really that bad behaved? Were they really that bad to like invent these horrific uh, characters to like scare them? Like... No wonder Freud had all these like really weird ideas about psychology. Like he had to he had to deal with Frau Percha growing up as a kid. Oh shit. <laughs> God. You know what it makes me think of though is it sounds like a like Austrian yokai. You have this yeah. old crone woman mm-hmm. who has like a very specific like she might be human, might not. She's got an iron nose. Mm-hmm. But then she also has, you know, her cane and she will offer you, you know, it, it's like the mom who wasn't watching her kid, so it ate the baby. Right. Yeah. And it, you know, mm-hmm. if if you're a good kid, then if if you're if you're not watching the old lady, then your baby doesn't get eaten. If you're a no. good little girl, you get a coin. But if you're bad, <laughs> oh, you're gonna be a scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah, and and it is. It's like so. I I think I think really what all what all these things do kind of speak to is yeah, some sort of like subconscious or. Um, uh, yeah, the, the, the sort of like monomythic kind of thing where it's like there, there's this sort of like archetypal figure of like someone who lives in the woods and comes out around wintertime. And if you're good, you get a treat. And if you're bad, like something horrific happens to you. So you better be good for goodness sake. <laughs> for goodness sake. For goodness and it's sake. weird, too. It's um, it's always or not always, but old women. Yeah, it's universally people are horrified of old women and I, I get it it is it's just like man just like give them a break they just want to make pie and have their Out little vegetable children, garden yeah Josh. or maybe that too. Or maybe that too Jeez, yeah that's what the that's what Hansel und Gretel would tell us 
So. Oof, the delicious little kinders. Oh. <laughs> Actually, there probably uh, is a German word for like children baked into a pie. There's there's, there's probably a full on word for that. Kinderkugel. Yeah. <laughs> Diese, dies, dies ist gut. Or, yeah. Das ist gut, Kinderkugeln. <laughs> Baby, please. 15 is my limit on Kinderkugeln. <laughs> Mit a little schokolade. Und a nice Weißbier. Yeah. Ja. Yeah. Ja, ist gut, ja. Yeah. Oof, ja, ja, you can really taste the Heinrich. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, Germans. Thanks for letting us make fun of you and not getting too freaked out about it. Yeah, all of our 1300s German listeners are going to be really pissed. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, we have Hans Trapp, Frau Percha, um, and, uh, and then, yeah, and then I have one one more kind of spooky Christmassy uh, figure after that. But let's, yeah. let's uh, check in with what, what you have next, Mark. Well, um, before I do that, I just want to give you an update. I have vanquished the eggnog, and it has not vanquished me. Ah, good. So, good, good. But like Nietzsche said, beware you who vanquish eggnog, lest you become eggnog yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... And with that, I was inspired. I only have like a sip left. So I just I just polished that off. Set that over there. And um, yeah, buddy, what do you think? Do you, you want to maybe Shot watch time? it? We could, we could do that too. We could do that Shot too. Time. So uh, yeah, here's our um, peppermint uh, I'm gonna, schnapps. I need one second. I got to pour mine. Oh, okay. No, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hi, Hiram Walker. Remember you. <laughs> I remember you. No. Oh, man. Actually, speaking of uh, speaking of holiday Christmas memories, I remember, I want to say, several occasions around this time of year, um, hanging out at your place, and uh, getting the bottle of peppermint schnapps out of the freezer, and hell yeah, making yeah, making merry, because 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 really that's what it is. Like it's it's a it, yeah, it's a it's a like a constructive like productive act. Like you you are literally making merry. By yeah. drinking, by drinking peppermint schnapps. <laughs> well, and like playing games and drinking, and it is it's it's that weird like. Well, and telling stories and like hanging out te- by yeah, a fire, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're like remembering. I don't know. It's and I think that you talked about it a couple episodes ago, maybe that like our modern day ritual and stuff that we need to have. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. so like we need to have Thanksgiving and Christmas to like gorge on food because that's what we were doing, you know, a thousand years ago during harvest festivals. We had the Romans had Saturnalia. And yeah, there's a bunch of gay sex, but there's also like a bunch of gift giving and mm-hmm. you had fun and you got super drunk and you just got to pal around with everybody. And oh, yeah. at, at a much smaller, less but sexy way, we have been doing that for a couple of years now. Like, yeah. well, or maybe some of our listeners, maybe that's her thing, too. And if it is good on you. Um, but yeah, it is. It well, is I, I mean, like immediately, like you, me, and the Mrs. Wizard. Oh well, true. Okay, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, yeah. True. yeah. <laughs> but with you know the the games and the gifts and the laughing and the drinking, yeah, and, the, uh, and telling stories and yeah. singing, and because we were talking about that too, like man, there's, there's just nothing, there's nothing quite as good as like getting in a group and singing. It's awesome. Everybody, yeah, it is. Everyone should. <laughs> everyone should. <laughs> all right, ready for this? Like, all right, here we go. Yeah, so, cheers, know, buddy. Bottoms up. You, God, I could just drink that out of the fucking bottle. Mm, oh, I don't even it's care. So good, I know it's like the worst. And you got Rumplemans. You got like a all right. I got even yeah. Hiram Walker. Even like the lowest tier. No, but it is. It's just oh, 
just smooth and it's yeah, just festive. all right it's, it's just oh man it's so good it's memorable i remember peppermint schnapps you know it's it's good yeah all right so that. yeah josh i got one for you and um the hmm. just like there's um a rasp at our wizard's door yeah. uh, let me get open that and Oh, hey, guess who came by, Josh? It's Little Gershon. Little, oh my gosh, Little Gershon. I, I haven't seen him since our uh, Lovecraft for Loco adventure. When he ran screaming out of the tower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I can't blame him Which, for that, because that was... Oh, I can't either. That was, whew, that was some dark magic. Yeah, that was <laughs> some dark magic. Oh, what's what you got? Hey, he's Josh. He brought us a present. Oh, Do you want to... Oh, we didn't get you anything, buddy. Yeah, so... We, I'll, I'll well, give you back your cats. Yeah, well, or I'll turn, or, I'll turn it back into cats. I guess, yeah, I yeah. Come by later, and 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 we'll get something nice for you. Maybe like a silver coin. You or can something. go through our armory and pick something nice. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, Josh, you want to go ahead and just unwrap this package here? Uh, yeah. Let me take a. Oh, perfect. This Gershon. How did he know? Oh, what is it? How did he? What is he, it? He got us. He got us our own copy of the Necronomicon. Oh, Gershon, you shouldn't yeah, have, buddy. Thanks. Have. No, it's oh. nice. You know, it's a leather bound. It's got a nice little uh, kind of sash here to mark our place. This is this is a very oh, thoughtful gift. Yeah, that's very thoughtful gift. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, since since we have this here, I think it would honestly be kind of rude um, not to enjoy this present. Uh, yeah, let's uh, yeah. yeah let's let's read some more Necronomicon. Yeah, let's just dive and, in, find something that yeah. seems. Seems appropriate, and, um, and yeah, we'll just we'll just we'll just see what we can see. Oh yeah. So so Josh, before we before we start our story, let's um get into our third uh, drink of the night. Yep. With perfect. our with our brewskis. With our brewskis here. All right. So yeah. All right. Platform. All right, yeah. And uh, what did you uh what did you find, buddy? So yeah, this this is that South Pole Elf uh, Christmas Ale with natural flavors and. Yeah, that's. That's pretty darn good. That's pretty darn good. It, it is. It's sort of, um, yeah, just kind of like a malty, um, spicy, as in like kind of like a like a gingerbread or a or a spice cake kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's really darn nice. Good deal. Yeah, isolation ale, Odell Brewing. It's it's a good standby. Yeah, yeah, it's solid. Oh, sorry, that eggnog is. <laughs> yeah, no, we gotta gotta gotta. Settle that back down again, but um, okay. Yeah. Well, well, hey, let if what if we what if we just try? Um, yeah, maybe a nice story will kind of help us. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, calm, go ahead and crack her open, Josh. Okay, so this is. Uh, ooh, we turn to the festival by H.P. Lovecraft. Ooh, the festival. That sounds festive. Yeah. What a what a yeah. coincidence. Efficiunt daimones ut que non sunt sectamen quasi sent. Conspicienda hominibus exhibiant. That was apparently something by a guy named Lacantius. I was far from home, and the spell of the eastern sea was upon me. In the twilight I heard it pounding on the rocks, and I knew it lay just over the hill where the twisting willows writhed against the clearing sky and the first stars of evening. And because my fathers had called me to the old town beyond, I pushed on through the shallow, new-fallen snow along the road that soared lonely up to where Aldebaran twinkled among the trees. 
on toward the very ancient town I had never seen, but often dreamed of. It was the Yuletide that men call Christmas, though they know in their hearts it is older than Bethlehem and Babylon, older than Memphis and mankind. It was the Yuletide, and I had come at last to the ancient sea town where my people had dwelt and kept festival in the elder time, when festival was forbidden, where also they, commended, they commanded their sons to keep the festival once every century, that the memory of primal secrets might not be forgotten. Mine were an old people, and were old even, even when this land was settled three hundred years before, and they were strange because they had come as a dark, furtive folk from the opiate southern gardens of orchids and spoke another tongue before they learned the tongue of the blue-eyed fishers, and now they were scattered and shared only the rituals of mystery that no living could understand. I was the only one who came back that night to the old fishing town as legend bade, for, on, for only the poor and the lonely remember. Then beyond the hill's crest, I saw Kingsport outspread frostily in the gloaming, snowy Kingsport with its ancient veins and steeples, ridgepoles and chimney pots, wharves and small bridges, willow trees and graveyards, endless labyrinths of steep, narrow, crooked streets, and dizzy church-crowned central peak that time durst not touch. Ceaseless mazes of colonial houses piled and scattered at all angles and levels like a child's disordered blocks. Antiquity hovering on gray wings over winter-whitened gables and gamble roofs. Fan lights and small-paned windows one by one gleaming out in the cold dusk to join Orion and the archaic stars. And against the rotting wharves the sea pounded, the secretive, immemorial sea out of which the people had come in the elder time. Beside the road at its crest a still higher summit rose, bleak and wind-swept, and I saw that it was a burying ground where black grave stones stuck ghoulishly through the snow like the decayed fingernails of a gigantic corpse. The printless road was very lonely, and sometimes I thought I heard a distant horrible creak as of a gibbet in the wind. They hanged four kinsmen of mine for witchcraft in 1692, but I did not know just where. As the road wound down the seaward slope, I listened for the merry sounds of a village at evening, but did not hear them. Then I thought of the season, and felt that these old Puritan folk might well have Christmas customs strange to me, and full of silent hearthside prayer. So after that I did not listen for merriment or look for wayfarers, but kept on down past the hushed lighted farmhouses and shadowy stone walls, to where the signs of ancient shops and sea taverns creaked in the salt breeze and the grotesque knockers of pillared doorways glistened along deserted, unpaved lanes in the light of little curtained windows. I had seen the maps of the town and knew where to find the home of my people. It was told that I should be known and welcome, for the village legends live long, so I hastened through Back Street to Circle Court and across the fresh snow on one of the full flagstone pavement in town to where Green Lanes leads off behind the market house. The old map still held good, and I had no trouble, though at Arkham they must have lied when they said the trolleys ran to this place, since I saw not a wire overhead. Snow would have hid the rails in any case. I was glad to have chosen to walk, for the white village had seemed very beautiful from the hill, and now I was eager to knock at the door of my people, the seventh house on the left in Green Lane, with an ancient peaked roof and jutting second story all built before 1650. There were lights inside the house when I came upon it and I saw from the diamond window panes that it must have been kept very close to its antique state. The upper part overhung the narrow grass-grown street and nearly met the overhanging part of the house opposite, 
so that I was almost in a tunnel with the low stone doorstep wholly free from snow. There was no sidewalk, but many houses had high doors reached by double flights of steps with iron railings. It was an odd scene, and because I was strange to New England, I had never known its like before. Though it pleased me, I would have relished it better if there had been footprints in the snow, and people in the streets, and a few windows without drawn curtains. When I sounded the archaic iron knocker, I was half afraid. Some fear had been gathering in me, perhaps because of the strangeness of my heritage, and the bleakness of the evening, and the queerness of the silence in the aged town of curious custom. And when my, and when my knock was answered, I was fully afraid, because I had not heard any footsteps before the door creaked open. I was not afraid long, for the gown-slipper old man in the doorway had a bland face that reassured me, and though he made signs that he was dumb, he wrote in a quaint and ancient welcome with a stylus and wax tablet he carried. He beckoned me into a low, candle-lit room with massive exposed rafters and dark, stiff, sparse furniture of the 17th century. The past was vivid there, for not an attribute was missing. There was a cavernous fireplace and a spinning wheel at which bent an old woman in loose wrapper and deep poke bonnet sat back toward me, silently spinning despite the festive season. An indefinite dampness seemed upon the place, and I marveled that no fire should be blazing. The high-backed settle faced the row of curtained windows at the left, and seemed to be occupied, though I was not sure. I did not like everything about what I saw, and felt again the fear I had had. This fear grew stronger from what had before lessened it, for the more I looked at the old man's bland face, the more its very blandness terrified me. The eyes never moved, and the skin was too like wax. Finally, I was sure it was not a face at all, but a fiendishly cunning mask. But the flabby hands, curiously gloved, wrote genially on the tablet and told me I must wait a while before I could be led to the place of festival. Pointing to a chair, table, and pile of books, the old man left the room. Sat down to read, I saw the books were hoary and moldy, and they included old Morister's Wild Marvels of Science, the terrible, the terrible Satisimus Triumphantis of Joseph Glanville, published in 1681. This shocking Damon Olive Tria of Remigius, printed in 1595 at Lyons, and worst of all, the unmentionable Necronomicon of the mad Arab Abdul Alhazred, and, and Olaus Wormius's forbidden Latin translation, a book which I had never seen, but of which I had heard monstrous things whispered. No one spoke to me, but I could hear the creaking signs of the wind outside, and the whir of the wheels as the bonneted old woman continued her silent spinning. Spinning. I thought the room and the books and the people and the old er, were very morbid and disquieting, but because old tradition of my father had summoned me to strange feastings, I resolved to expect queer things. So I tried to read and soon became tremblingly absorbed by something I found in that accursed Necronomicon. A thought and a legend too hideous for sanity or consciousness, but I disliked it when I fancied I heard the closing of one of the windows that settled faced, as if it had been stealthily opened. It seemed to follow whirring that was not of the old woman's spinning wheel. This was not much, though, for the old woman's spinning very, was not spinning very hard, and the age clock had been striking. After that, I lost the feeling that there were persons on the settle, and was reading intently and shudderingly when the old man came back booted and dressed in a loose antique costume, and sat down on the very bench so that I could not see him. It was certainly nervous waiting, and the blasphemous book in my hands made it doubly so. When eleven struck, however, the old man stood up, glided to a massive carved chest in the corner, and got two hooded cloaks, one of which he donned, the other he which he draped around the old woman, who 
who was ceasing her monotonous spinning. Then they both started for the outer door, the woman lamely creeping, and the old man, after picking up the very book I had been reading, beckoning me as he drew his hood over that unmoving face or mask. We went out into the moonless and tortuous network of that incredibly ancient town, went out as the lights in the curtained windows disappeared one by one, and the dog star leered at that throng of cowled, cloaked figures that poured silently from every doorway and formed monstrous processions up this street and that past the creaking signs and antediluvian gables, the thatched roofs and diamond-paned windows, threading precipitous lanes where decaying houses overlapped and crumbled together, gliding across open courts and churchyards where the bobbing lanterns made eldritch drunken constellations. Amid these hushed throngs I followed my voiceless guides, jostled by elbows that seemed preternaturally soft, and pressed by chest and stomach that seemed abnormally pulpy, Oh. Yeah. But <laughs> I know, sorry, Pulpy, that's a rough word. <laughs> that is. But seeing never a face and hearing never a word, up, up, up the eerie column slithered, and I saw that all the travelers were converging as they flowed near a sort of focus of crazy alleys at the top of a high hill in the center of town, where perched a great white church. I had seen it from the road's crest when I looked at Kingsport in the new dusk, and it had made me shiver because Aldebaran had seemed to balance itself at the very mo itself a moment on the ghostly spire. There was an open space around the church, partly a churchyard with spectral shafts and partly a half-paved square swept nearly bare of snow by the wind, and lined with unwholesomely archaic houses having peaked roofs and overhanging gables. Death fires danced over the tombs, revealing gruesome vistas, though queerly failing to cast any shadows. Past the churchyard, where there were no houses, I could see over the hill's summit and watch the glimmer of stars on the harbor, though the town was invisible in the dark. Only once in a while, a lanthorn bobbed horribly through serpentine alleys on its way to overtake the throng that was now slipping speechlessly into the church. I waited till the crowd had oozed back into the black doorway, until all the stragglers had followed. The old man was pulling at my sleeve, but I was determined to be the last. Then I finally went, the sinister man and the old spinning woman before me. Crossing the threshold into that swarming temple of unknown darkness, I turned once to look at the outside world as the churchyard phosphorescence cast a sickly glow on the hilltop pavement. And as I did so, I shuddered. For though the wind had not left much snow, a few patches did remain on the path near the door. And in that fleeting backward look, it seemed to my troubled eyes that they bore no mark of passing feet, not even mine. The church was scarcely lighted by all the lanterns that had entered it, for most of the throng had already vanished. They had steamed, streamed up the aisle between the high white pews to the trap door of the vaults which yawned loathsomely open just before the pulpit, and were now squirming noiselessly in. I followed dumbly down the foot worn steps in, into the dank, suffocating crypt. There is a tale of that sinuous line of night marchers seemed very horrible, and as I saw them wriggling into a venerable tomb, they seemed still. They seemed more horrible still. Then I noticed that the tomb's floor had an aperture down which the throng was sliding, and in a moment we were all descending an ominous staircase of rough-hewn stone, a narrow, spiral, damp, and peculiarly odorous that wound effort endlessly down into the bowels of the hill past monotonous walls of dripping stone blocks and crumbling mortar. It was, si it was a silent, shocking descent. 
and I observed the horrible interval that the walls and the steps were changing in nature, as if chiseled out of solid rock. What mainly troubled me was that the myriad footfalls made no sound and no set and sent up and, and set up no echoes. After more aeons of descent, I saw some side passages or burrows leading from unknown recesses of blackness to this shaft of nighted mystery. <clears throat> of the shaft of nighted mystery. So they became excessively numerous, like impious catacombs of nameless menace, and their pungent odor of decay grew quite unbearable. I knew we must have passed down through the mountain and beneath the earth of Kingsport itself, and I shivered that a town should be so aged and maggoty with subterraneous evil. Then I saw the lurid shimmering of pale light, and heard the insidious lapping of sunless waters. Again I shivered, for I did not like the things that the night had brought, and wished bitterly that no, far, that no forefather had summoned me to this primal rite. As the steps and the passage grew broader, I heard another sound, the thin, whining mockery of a feeble flute. And suddenly there spread out before me the boundless vista of an inner world, a vast fungus shore litten by a belching column of sick greenish flame and washed by a wide oily river that flowed from abysses frightful and unsuspected to join the blackest gulfs of immemorial ocean. Fainting and gasping, I looked at that unhallowed aerobis of titan, toadstools, leprous fire, and slimy water, and saw the cloaked throngs forming a semicircle around the blazing pillar. It was the Yule Rite, older than man and fated to survive him, the primal rite of the solstice and of the springs promised beyond the snow, the rite of fire and evergreen, light and music, and in the Stygian grotto I saw them do the rite, and adore the sick pillar of flame. It throw into the water handfuls gouged out of the viscous vegetation, which, which glittered green in the chloritic glare. I saw this, and I saw something amorphously squatted far away from the light, piping noisily on a flute, and the thing, and as the thing piped, I thought I heard noxious muffled flutterings of fetid darkness where I could not see, but what frightened me most was that flaming column spouting volcanically from the depths, profound and inconceivable, casting no shadows as healthy flame should, and coating the nitrous stone above with a nasty venomous verdigris. For in all of the seething combustion no warmth lay but the clamminess of death and corruption. The man who had brought me now squirmed to a point directly beside the hideous flame and made stiff ceremonial motions to the semicircle he faced. At certain stages of the ritual, they did groveling ob obeisance, especially when he held above his head that abhorrent necronomicon he had taken with him. And I shared all the obeisances because I had been summoned to this festival by the writings of my forefathers. Then the old man made a signal to the half-seen flute player in the darkness which player thereupon changed its feeble drone to a scarce louder drone in another key, precipitating as it did so a horror unthinkable and unexpected. At this horror I sank nearly to the likened earth, transfixed with a dread not of this nor any world, but only of the mad spaces between the stars. Out of the unimaginable blackness beyond the gangrenous glare of that cold flame, out of the Tartarian leagues through which that oily river rolled uncanny, unheard, and unsuspected. There flopped rhythmically a horde of tame, trained, hybrid winged things that no sound eye could ever wholly grasp or sound brain ever wholly remember. They were not altogether crows nor moles, 
nor buzzards, nor ants, nor vampire bat, nor decomposed human beings, but something I cannot and must not recall. They flopped limply along, half with their webbed feet and half with their membranous wings. And as they reached the throng of celebrants, the cowled figures seized and mounted them, and rode off one by long along the re- one by one along the reaches of that unlighted river into pits and galleries of panic, where poison springs feed frightful and undiscoverable cataracts. The old spinning woman had gone with the throng, and the old man remained only because I had refused when he motioned me to seize an animal and ride like the rest. I saw when I staggered to my feet that the amorphous flute player had rolled out of sight, but that two of the beasts were patiently standing by. As I hung back, the old man produced his stylus and tablet and wrote that he was the true deputy of my father's who had founded the Yule worship in this ancient place. It had been decreed I should come back, and that the most secret mysteries were yet to be performed. He wrote this in a very ancient hand, and when I still hesitated, he pulled from his loose robe a seal ring and a watch, both with my family arms, to prove that he was what he had said. But it was a hideous proof, because I knew from old papers that that watch had been buried with my great-great-great-great-grandfather in 1698. Presently, the old man drew back his hood and pointed to the fa- and pointed to the family resemblance in his face. But I only shuddered, because I was sure that the face was merely a devilish waxen mask. The flopping animals were now scratching restlessly at the lichens, and I saw the old man it was nearly as restless himself. When one of the things began to waddle and edge away, he quickly turned to stop it, so that the suddenness of his motion dislodged the waxen mask from what should have been his head. And then, because the nightmare's position barred me from the stone staircase down which we had come, I flung myself into the mysterious, oily underground river that bubbled somewhere to the caves of the sea, flung myself into that putrescent juice of the earth's inner horror before the madness of my screams could bring down upon me all all the charnel legions these pest gulfs might conceal. At the hospital, they told me I had been found half frozen in Kingsport Harbor at dawn clinging to the drifting spar that accidentally sent to save me. They told me I had taken the wrong fork of the hill road the night before, and fallen over the cliffs at Orange Point, a thing they deduced from prints found in the snow. There was nothing I could say, because everything was wrong. Everything was wrong, with the broad window showing a sea of roofs in which only about one in five was ancient, and the sound of trolleys and motors in the streets below. They insisted that this was Kingsport, and I could not deny it. When I went delirious at hearing that the hospital stood near the old churchyard on Central Hill, they sent me to St. Mary's Hospital in Arkham, where I could have better care. I liked it there, for the doctors were broad-minded, and even lent me their influence in obtaining the carefully sheltered copy of Alhazred's objectionable Necronomicon from the library of Muscatonic University. They had said something about its psychosis and agreed I had better get any harassing obsessions off my mind. So I read the hideous chapter and shuddered doubly because it was indeed not new to me. I had seen it before, let footprints tell what they might, and where it was that I had seen it were best forgotten. There, w- there was no one in waking hours who could remind me of it, but my dreams were filled with terror. Because of the phrases I dare not quote, I dare quote only one paragraph put, in, put into such English as I can make from the awkward low Latin. The nethermost caverns, wrote the mad Arab, are not for the fathoming of eyes that see, for their marvels are strange and terrific, 
Curse the ground where dead thoughts live new and oddly bodied, and evil the mind that is held by no head. Wisely did Ibn Sakabao say, that happy is the tomb where no wizard hath lain, then happy the town at night whose wizards are all ashes. For it is of old rumor that the soul of the devil bot hastes not from his charnel clay, but fats and instructs the very worm that gnaws. Till out of corruption horrid life springs, and the dull scavengers of earth wax crafty to vex it, and swell monstrous to plague it. Great holes secretly are digged where earth's pores ought to suffice, and things have learnt to walk that ought to crawl. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's gross. That's okay, man. That's there's a there's a lot. What's more horrifying than family? Yeah, (laughs) I think is what good old HP was trying to say. Yeah, where you get dragged back to your hometown out of some sense of obligation, and yeah, you have to put up with the shenanigans of all your relatives. And, and, oh man, there is, there is just something, because, yeah, not to do the whole, like, monomyth thing, but, but it is, like, the winter and the solstice, it, it is sort of, like, symbolically, yeah, when, when things die, that's when, like, all the trees lose their leaves, and the plants, you know, all die, and the animals go off and scurry and go underground, they go underground and burrow, hoping that they'll wake up again in spring, and yeah, I think this, Lovecraft story kind of takes that element of this like Yuletide winter festival and then just cranks it up to um, Cyclopean on a scale of 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it, yeah and that's yeah. just it. And oh, where's that line? Uh, that, Cause there is, there is a, yeah. The, Which one you got? Um, it, it's about halfway through, but it's like, it was the Yuletide, older than man and fated to survive him, the primal rite of the solstice and of spring's promise beyond the snows. So, mm-hmm. And that's just it. It's like we're, we're sinking into this really dark place where everything's dead and gross. But yet out of that, out of that darkness and decay and rot, that's, that's where the life of spring comes. And yeah, you ha- this has to be done. It, 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 yeah. ha- it has to be done and we have to recognize it and... Yeah, like pay pay our respects to it, I guess, in a weird sort of way. Like um, the story must be told and the words must be said, and yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, like maybe, and yeah, I, I suppose like maybe like a spoonful of sugar, a <laughs> spoonful of peppermint schnapps to help the um, antediluvian go down. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and man, I didn't even realize, and thank you, Gershon, for even bringing this this book, because, I mean, isn't that almost kind of what I was starting off the episode with? That it's like... Yeah, what's tradition? Yeah, like, well, well, what is tradition and this sort of, like, weird, like, almost out of the range of our hearing now, but this weird sort of, like, thrumming, or I guess a flute in this case, like, like this is this is still, like, the, the rhythm and the resonance of what this Yuletide Christmas... Uh, season is is it's this kind of yeah really dark gruesome grimy story that year after yeah. year we have to we have to keep telling and keep reminding ourselves of yeah woof and um just just for funsies i looked up that latin at the beginning and it means devils so work that things which are not appear to men as if they were real 
Hmm. So yeah, and even like with you know, and I think too. So we talk. So like this isn't his ancestral hometown, but it's like where his forebears were from. Right, right, right. And it talks about like he saw it and it looked cool, but then he kind of got in there and it's like kind of grimy and falling down. And I really do think that's kind of like a fun metaphor for going home. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, like. Yeah, you're pulling up into you're, you're you're pulling into town, and oh hey, it's so great to be back in. And oh yeah, but like, there's that dude with the Confederate flag on his truck, and oh right. hey, <laughs> yeah. that how is that blockbuster still there? Like you right. know, yeah. And you start to notice it's like oh these are these are gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it um, and that that's always how it was. And you just didn't realize it. You, you you didn't realize that you, you weren't aware of that at first. But yet, yeah, when you do come back to visit or you're reminded of all the stuff or or if not reminded, then, yeah, you get to see it kind of as it is. Yeah, I don't know. You don't have the rose tinted lenses of like, um, I, what do you call that? Childhood, I guess. Yeah. Or nostalgia, I guess. Which, I mean, being being candidly, um yeah, like the last the last couple of times that the Mrs. Wizard and I have gone back to Alamosa, um, you know, yeah, to like visit family and to see friends and all that. Like it is, it, it's always great to see the people and to catch up and do all that. But yeah, like the last couple of times, like woof, like our rose tinted spectacles, um, yeah, those like totally fell off and then accidentally got stepped on. <laughs> And it was, it was this weird thing where it's like, oh man, is this, is this what the town's always been like? It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of (laughs) rough. Oh man, man. And I thought, man, if I thought eggnog chased by peppermint schnapps, chased by uh, Christmas ale with that's 8% ABV, um, (laughs) Yeah, man, the the festival topping that all off. That's uh, festival is gross. Like I, we've yeah. talked before. I like Lovecraft a lot. I love him. I, I, it's safe to say I love the dude. But like, mm-hmm. I forgot how gross that one is. Yeah, I kind of got a little chill down my spine with uh, some of those passages, and yet like grossly beautiful. But then also, yeah, still still kind of gross. I want to see the Erebus of the Titanus Toadstool because I'm assuming yeah. he's referencing Erebus in Antarctica. <laughs> Right, yeah. That probably. giant volcano. So it's like a giant vol- volcano shaped, or it's a mushroom so big that it's a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think I think Gershon's up to something because they're t- that last little bit about happy is the town with no wizards. I think they're up to something. Yeah, Gershon. that. Uh, not gonna lie, that one did that one did cut a little deep. Um, yeah. And uh, it was also kind of weird because I saw like yeah, Gershon handed off his present and then he turned and was walking away. And I guess at the time I didn't think any anything of it, um, but I noticed poor little guy um, didn't have any shoes. He was barefoot, but Aww. one of his right his right foot like looked more or less like a human foot, and then his left one was uh, I don't know, kind of looked kind of looked like a goat's hoof or something. I don't know. Uh-oh. Maybe there's maybe there's something maybe there's some more to this Gershon character that. He isn't letting on. But for right now, I'm in a a, a little uns, unsettled. But yet again, like I just finished, you know, three of the first 12 drinks of Christmas and we still have the fire yeah. going. And um, I don't know, like I, I think this is 
for for me, this is probably a good place to uh, to, to kind of wrap it up for now. I think that I think that we're we're good with some scary ghost stories. We got some mm-hmm. accounts of like some true horror stories and some folklore horror stories and some Lovecraft horror stories. And who's to say that all three aren't true or that none of them are true or yeah. except we know for a fact that yeah, the one Jeffrey Pardo is true, but that yeah. we know the one is true and <laughs> yeah. which the worst one of all is true. Yeah. Um, thanks world. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you world. Thank you world. Well, and, and, and yeah, not to get, uh, not to get even more philosophical, but um, yeah, this, uh, this very challenging year that was 2020, maybe it's, maybe it's time for this year to, uh, this year 2020 to kind of walk through a new england churchyard down a bunch of steps into this weird underworld um maybe it's time for this year to go that way and then we'll start off with a new one (laughs) i think we need to i think no i think what we need to do is we need to walk down the steps and maybe check out the um pillar of green flame for ourselves and remember true what it was yeah maybe that's just me well, yeah, no, I I do like that because part of it is true. That's sort of like, um, yeah, kind of gazing into the abyss and hopefully not having it gaze all the way back into you. But yeah, not ignoring, not um, not 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 just being naive. Uh, but yeah, just like as we're all sitting around our respective fires in the nights that get darker sooner. Um, yeah, your mind just starts thinking about stuff and you start. Uh, reflecting and pondering and being like all right this is this is what it is or what it was and what are we going to yeah. do next so yeah actually absolutely. actually for once mark is the optimist and i'm the pessimist <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i'm the optimist so much i'm just like yeah fuck it let's go play in the tower <laughs> <laughs> well this is also true because holy like okay but I, i'm sorry are you not gonna ride the thing like his I mean, parents yeah, told on. him. His parents told him, or his dad told him, and his granddad probably told him, like, I remember going up to Kingsport and riding the yeah. big old slimy wormy man. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever, Grandpa, you're crazy. You have ultra syphilis. Ah, oh, that's true, too, but, uh, and fuck, yeah. I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, Let's, When's the next time you're going to be there? Well, like, what if on the other side of that immeasurable uh, black ocean, what if there's a new bicycle waiting for you? I mean, come on, man. It's a new, it's a new bicycle. <laughs> new bicycle. It's Christmas. That's what we always wanted. Yeah, it's Christmas. Well, it's all my Red Rider BB gun. Yeah, it's see that that's it. Um, well, and <laughs> and then I heard the unknowable piping of the weenie whistle I didn't get as a child. <laughs> You'll shoot your it eye rolled out. and tittered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he was reading from the Necronomicon, and it's like, be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's also a classic. That's Adds like, the Necronomicon. <laughs> yeah, that's also a yearly, like, watching uh, a Christmas story. That's always... Whew. All right, we got to get out of here. Yeah, I think that we got to get out of here. kind of trying to repeat on me. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to Two Wizards Podcast, everybody. We love every one of you. Love everyone. If of you're me. out there and, you know, if we, if we said something, I don't know what we would have said tonight that would have been wrong or pissed anybody off, but if we did... Or if you like Lovecraft, or what's in your 12 days of Christmas, or yeah, that's, if you had to... Would you go down the stairs? Tell us. Just tweet at us. I went down the stairs. Yes, I'd go down the stairs. No, I wouldn't go down the stairs. Yeah. I know you won't, but come on. Make my day. Yeah, or <laughs> ride the mole ant buzzard thing. Vampire um, bat. The vampire bat. Yeah, that thing. Or I was also going to throw out there, because I believe, I believe that uh, Mark is going to do a little social media magic and... Uh, 
show some images of what our 12 drinks of Christmas, hashtag 12 drinks of Christmas are going to be. And so feel, feel free to join in, like uh, start with your favorites, start with things that you've never tried before, have things that you've tried once, but hated when you were a kid, but maybe try it again. Uh, and, or maybe even make suggestions for us, like, like at, at two wizards pod C one on Twitter and tell us what else should be on our 12 drinks of Christmas. And, uh, if we can find it in stores, maybe we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. And yeah, let us know. Also, we're on uh, Instagram at two wizards podcast. I'm on Instagram as great Greek Buffalo. And you can find me on Twitter as Marky Stardust. I am also on Twitter at plaid barbarian. Yeah, check us out. Check us out. And and yeah, like the fun, the merriment, the merrymaking is only beginning uh, throughout this whole month of December. We're just going to, yeah, I think I think we're pretty much just going to post up in our wizard's tower and keep the fire going, get to, get that Yule log ablazing. And uh, yeah, just, just enjoy the season. It's also going to get really weird, so buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. All right, awesome. Take care, everybody. Good night. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all!